Welcome to the anointed teaching preached at Church 316, the youth arm of the Fountain of Life Church. We hope that you be blessed as you listen to this message. I'm excited this morning. Um, we're going to be talking about choices. So let me tell you how it came about. So after last week when we had being the right person, um, you can clap to Jesus if you were blessed. Hallelujah. So it's okay to clap. It's not... Santimonos. Um, so, you know, I went back and I was like, okay, God, after being the right person, what next? And he said, well, next you have to choose the right person. Um, because it's one thing to be the right person. It's another thing to choose the wrong person. And let me tell you how that happened. So, um, I like egg sandwich. The one you put in the toaster, you put the egg in the middle. Um, yeah. So, one Sunday, I got back home from work. And my son, I, I wanted to make just one for myself. And my son said, oh, I want egg sandwich. So, I was not thinking... Should I break the egg on the bread? I, be, I should mix everything, put spice. But thank God for wisdom. And I said, let me not break everything. Let me pour each on the bread. So I broke the first one. It was fine. It landed on the bread nicely. I seasoned it. And I broke the second one. And Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. Because the egg had gone bad. Unfortunately for me, there were just two left in the fridge. So one good one one bad one. And that's why we are talking about not just being the right person. Because imagine what would have happened if I broke the two eggs into one bowl. That would have been the end. Two, one bad egg and one good egg is still bad when you mix it in a bowl. So if you become a good person and you don't open your eyes to choose another good person, you know what I mean. But as we were preparing, you know, God kind of expanded it beyond relationships. So we're going to be looking at choices um, beyond the ambit of relationship. Um, one essential reason is because every day we are laden with choices. You had a choice to come to church this morning. Please let me celebrate your neighbor and say thank you for making a good choice of coming to church this morning. We celebrate the online audience too. Thank you for joining us online. So you had a choice. You woke up this morning. You decided I'm going to leave my house and come fellowship with believers. That was a choice. So every day we are laden with choices. Let's go into the scriptures. Please open your Bibles with me to 1 Corinthians 6. I'm going to read verse 12. I'm going to read from the message translation and the new living translation. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 12. The message translation says, Just because something is technically legal, doesn't mean that it is spiritually appropriate. If I went around doing whatever I thought I could get by with, I would be a slave to my whims. The Living Translation puts it this way. You say, I am allowed to do anything. Is that not the slang of this generation? My truth is my life. My, my what? You know what the mice. So New Living puts it this way. You say, I am allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. And even though I am allowed to do anything, I must not become a slave to anything. You see, you inadvertently become a slave to whatever choices that you make. You made a choice to come to, sit, to, come to church this morning. Now, you are sitting not because you are tired, but because I said everybody be seated. 
So whether you like it or not, if you were standing awkwardly in the middle, the ushers or the protocol would think that you left some nuts at home. And they'll most likely take you to the side so that the prayer ministry team can pray to restore the nuts that you left. Or imagine someone just jump out of their seat and start to shout, Hey, praise the Lord! What will you say? And then the person comes after the service and says, Sister, I like you. You say, I rebuke you. I bind you. By the Holy Ghost. Thank you, brother. You see, so that's the thing about choices. Whether you make them consciously or unconsciously, you have no choice but to bear the consequences of those choices. And you know the beautiful thing? Not making a choice is a choice. So I will not even, I will not now choose anything. Good for you. That you're not choosing anything because you have coconut head. It's a choice. And there are consequences for that. So we're going to be looking at choices in, di- in three dimensions. Right? Um, one, we will be looking at um, the first most important choices, which is a spiritual choice. The second one, we'll be looking at relational choice. And the last one will be everyday choices. Right? Um, before we go into that, please open your Bibles with me to Romans 6. I'm going to read verses 16 to 19, the New Living Translations. So why am I changing to New Living? Because the English is simple. New Living Translation. Romans 6, verse 16 says, Don't you realize you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death. Or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. Thank God. Once you were slaves of sin, but now you all utterly obey his teachings we have given you. Now you are free from your slavery to sin and you have become slaves to the righteous living. Because of the weakness of your human nature, I am using this illustration of slavery to help you understand all this. Previously, you let yourself be slaves to impurity and lawlessness, which led ever deeper into sin. Now, you must give yourself to be slaves to righteous living, so you will become holy. So every day, we are forced to make choices. Um, The most important decision that you can ever make is who you give your life to. And don't be deceived. There is no vacuum. You can't say, I'm not giving my life to anybody, neither Jesus, nor... Life pushes you to it end of the continuum, right? And the most important, the first most important decision you can ever make is to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. Because before that, you are slave to sin, to the devil, his whims and his caprices. But when you decide that I'm going to give my life to Christ, and there's a lot of scriptural backing, um, Deuteronomy 30 verses 19 says, today I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice that you make or that you, oh, that you will choose life so that you and your descendants might live. And then Joshua 24, 15 says, and it seems evil to you to serve, if it see, and if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. Whether the God which your father served that were on the other side of the river or the God of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. 
nature harbors a vacuum. In this world right now, there is a struggle for power. And people will do the most crazy thing to get power. I'm sure you've read in the news people that behead their girlfriend. And girlfriends are beheading boyfriends, so don't think that is gender sensitive. People are killing their moms and their sisters and their brothers. And sometimes it's not just for wealth. Sometimes it's for power. So we live in a world that is spiritually dominated and people are looking for power. So to assume that you can... I always tell myself, I imagine how people live without Jesus in this time. If you live in Nigeria without Jesus, you are strong. Because dollar today will be 900. Tomorrow will be 730. And then somebody will prophesy on TVC, like a member of our church sent to me, dollar is 290. He says, is it true? I say, amen. Because it can only be a prophecy of the future. So for you to contend, and you know, um, I was on a platform and people were having arguments and were saying, oh, you don't need God to be rich. Do you know Sukabe goes to India? So deceive yourself that all these people that have money, they don't have, they have power that they are putting palm oil and the cows that they are not eating and they'll say, I'm vegan. It's a lie. Because cow is their God. Say, I'm vegan because they cannot eat goat meat. So do not deceive you. This life is too spiritual for you to attempt to live it in your own capacity. And I think that that was why when Jesus was going to die, when Jesus was going to ascend, he could have said, oh, I've died for you, you accept me and you are fine. He said, no, I've died for you, you accept me, but you still need power. And he told the disciples, he said, tarry in Jerusalem until you are endued with. Don't go out without power. Because when you go out without power, the devil will ask you, Peter, I know. Paul, I know. Who are you? And then nakedness is the end. That's what happened in the Bible. The demon beat them blue black. And don't say they went to look for. Sometimes demon look for you. You did not offend your neighbor. She just does not like you because you just glow. And then you, when they are talking, they are, you are sleeping with whiskers. Because you are practicing for the Olympics. This life is too spiritual for you to attempt to do it without God. So the first most important decision you can ever make is to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. One of the reasons I think is the preferred option is that you don't need to buy goods to service Christ. He does not need blood for it to walk. You know, like all those engines, you have to do like Jesus does not need, you don't need to whine him. He's so good that he fights your battle, you sleep. He says, I do not sleep nor slumber. Do you know why? It's so that you can sleep. But if you don't have somebody that is watching you, you are not sleeping. It's double wala for a dead body. So you have Jesus so that you can find rest. So the first most important decision you can ever make in your life is to accept Christ. The second most important decision is the upshot of last week's Sunday. It's the decision of who you marry. Tell your neighbor who you... Uh, who you are going to marry. Because English wound you. That's the second... Do you know why it's so important? People have lost their... Did you hear of the lady that jumped into the lagoon? He was proposed to her. I'm wondering. Is it that the proposal did not sweet? I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering. So you hear people that... 
there was a lady that was um, telling me a story one time. She got into her car. She lives in Antony. She drove from Antony to Badagri. She did not realize that she had gotten to Badagri until a pastor in front of called her and said, hello, where are you? She now looked through her. I'm in Badagri. What happened? Her husband just finished emotionally abusing her. not bitter, no mark on her body. No physical mark. But by the spirit of, it's not of God, but by the spirit within him, when he finished with her mentally, she wasn't all right. She drove to, do you know how far Antony is to Badagri? Drove to Badagri without realizing she had driven that far. You don't want to know how the story ends. She didn't die, Shabbat. Let's just say the husband can never travel out of the country again. The choice of who you marry is very critical. So, but that, and you know, I looked at the scriptures just to see. You know, there's some things in scriptures that are not like black and white. Like for your spiritual life, Jesus said, I lay before you life and death, and then he helps you. He said, choose life. So you don't have to think too much. The answer is in the question, right? But the question of who you marry is not, in, it's not that straightforward. Jesus will not tell you that all the Yoruba boys are angel, angel, Yoruba demon, Yoruba angel, right? So it's not that clear cut. You look at scripture, you see someone that God will wholeheartedly tell to go and marry a prostitute. It's Uzziah. If you bring me and say, Pastor, these sages, there's one, um, one member of 316 that they ordained to marry at one wedding. They ordained him because they are ready to give him all the paraphernalia. As he was telling me that, as they were showing me the video of how they were trying to match make him, I told him that, I said, there's one girl on the bridal train I can't describe what the girl, the girl to you people. But I told you, if you bring that girl, now me go break the wedding. I'm not lying. I, I, don't want to, I don't want to tell him to stand up. I told him, I said, she will collect mic from you, leave you with water bottle. That's the truth. People have lost their ministries. People have lost their life. They've lost money. They've lost family just because of one, I do. And then you do don't. Or your entire life, do don't after that. And your best day will be on your wedding day because life after that two hours has become a mystery. Did you, did you see the guy at the reception that slapped his wife? He gave up. They just finished doing. They got to, they have no, if me. I just, I just, I just, Pastor, break it. Mom, I will jar. After he rearranged her makeup, the mother says, suck it up. He say you can do all things through Christ. Because she walked into that reception and they danced in. And she was dancing. You will be saying, ah, until they slap you too. God forbid in Jesus' name. So the decision of who you marry is very critical. You can't afford to choose based on tall, dark, and handsome. They are tall, dark, and handsome wife beaters. They are figure eight Jezebels. Yellow purple figure eight. Oh, set, bed. So, the, the, so if we know that they are this, and the truth is, as much as they are those extreme, they are also beautiful homes. Yours truly is one of them. Glory to Jesus. So they are, I, I'm saying that to provide the balance that don't now be so afraid because now we have a lot of young people that don't want to marry because of the things that you have read. I was, spoken to a, I was speaking to sorry, a young lady during the week, not a member of 316. I said, Pastor, I know you're a pastor. I can't tell you this, but I just want to be a baby mama. Eh? 
Is it artificial insemination at the IVF that you want to use to baby mama eat? But that's the generation that we're living in right now. People don't want to get married because of the things that they have seen and heard. So as much as they are those sub-stories, they are also people that are absolutely enjoying their marriages. And yours will be one of them in Jesus' name. So what are the things to do to ensure what you're choosing? I broke it down into five, right? Five comp compatibility. So I'll run through it quickly because of my time. The first one is spiritual compatibility. Tell your neighbor spiritual compatibility. Um, why am I saying this? Sometimes some of the decisions you have to make are not always between good and evil. Sometimes there are decisions between good and God. Because not every good thing is a God thing. So if you cannot decipher that this thing is good but is not God. So don't just think that it's good or bad. No, sometimes it's good and God. And on this spiritual note, right? The Bible says, um, do not be unequally yoked with the unbeliever. Genesis um, 20, okay, let me read 26 verse, 26 verses 34. Genesis 26 verses 34, it says, when Esau was 40 years old, he took as wife Judith, the daughter of Beri the Etite, and Bezmath, the daughter of Elion the Etite. Right? Let's jump back to 27. Now, let's go to 27, sir. 27, the last verse. Um, Genesis 27. If you're there, please read it. 27, 30, 26, sorry, 26, 35. My Bible went to 34. Anyone there? 36, 25. Okay. No, can you, there's something before this. There are some sentences before this. Okay, yeah, this is it. Okay, so he took the, 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 the next 35. It says, what does it say? Which were a grief of mind to Isaac and to Rebekah. Are you surprised that Esau did not get the promise? Not only had the scripture said, you know, God had preferred Jacob, but he now went to marry someone that was a grief of mind to his father and his mother. If you read the same Genesis 28 verse 1, it says, then Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and charged him and said to him, you shall not take a wife from the daughter of the Canaanite. If you read further down in that 28, the mother said, Rebekah said, if you take them, I am sick of life with these Canaanite women. That's how deep the decision of who he married was. So first of all, you need to check spirituality. Now, when we talk Canaanite women, let's decide, but we're not talking about ethnic. It's not the Osu and, I don't know what they call the other, Osu and Onus. What do you call the other one? Igbo people. I know there's Osu caste. There's something else. Okay, normal people are Osu Abi. Hey, God have mercy. That is not what the Bible is saying by Canaanite. Uh -huh. It's talking about believing and unbelieving. So don't come and say, I will not marry Igbo. I will not marry Yoruba. It's not ethnic, right? So when we talk spirituality, when you read the scripture, it's not ethnic. It's talking about your spiritual man, right? So check your spirituality. Scripture also engages us, enjoins us to test our spirit. I need to say something. Because somebody is in the choir, and it's not choir, choir is blessed in Jesus' name. Because somebody is a member of a department, when they start to worship like this, oh, 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 it's not in the first shake. They all just used to catch him when they fall. 
You know those people. We say, praise the Lord, hey, deep, oh, deep, oh, rev. <laughs> because you see the person. <laughs> Let me say this one. Because you see somebody talking to Pastor Bisoe, does not mean that the person is normal. I give you a true life story. There was a lady that married a man that was a protocol because, so they asked her, why are you marry him? He said, it's in protocol. The marriage did not last three years. Apparently, the guy had another wife and children in the Abuja. He married her because he thought she had connection in fountain. <laughs> you see, now it has changed. Oh my God, when? It's now God, I beg. <laughs> so, do not, Bible says, test all spirits. So, the fact that you see someone with a title, you see someone demonstrating and gesticulating in church, does not guarantee that the person is the right person. You know, there's a difference between good and God. There's also a difference between good and good for you. There is a difference. The fact that Bumi is good does not mean that Bumi will be good for me. So I give another truth. I, I, I use stories so that you know that these are real. I remember um, speaking to um, someone that I liked one time before I got married, right? And that day, it was in my house in the morning, and I had church service. Born again, departmental member, tongue-speaking, demon-chasing. I knew that one. So, we're going for service. Carried my bag. Ah, Saturday morning. Hey, rushy, 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 RGK. I said, I'm going to church. I just got to my stairs like this. He said, you know, if I marry you, I should get to the stairs like this. That's when I was saying, I want to eat a karampap. You never know, say Indomie. I be rice. You know what it takes you to make a car? You first peel the beans, blend the beans, then you not be frying it one by one. A put salt and pepper. Yes. And because uh, it will not be all the meat that she's cooking for her husband now. I saw your post yesterday. I'm watching you. Hallelujah. So as you said that like this, I just smile in my mind. I say, You're not my posture. <laughs> in Jesus' name. So there's a difference between, and the truth is, he's married now. We're still friends. He's married now. He's doing great. Do you understand? He's a good person, but he's not good for me. Because I know that the call of God and the assignment of God means that I'm in church 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Sunday. So he will not be called as a, maybe by now, say, hey, hey, Jomombo, I want to go and fry a car. I will come back before the grace. That's what I'll be doing now. So you have to understand, the person can be a great person, but might not be the person for you. Spiritual compatibility. <laughs> Spiritual compatibility. Right? On this note of Christian, you also know that within Christian, there are different doctrines. <laughs> Let me go there. I will use another story from myself. I have plenty. Don't worry, I have gist. So, there's another great guy, born again, demon chasing. I don't know do I'm born again demon John Jesus. No, because there are too many demons to, you have to be able. So, so one day we were at the lunch and there was a snooker table. So we were playing snooker. And I said, ah, why are you always doing um, human hair and stuff? Know that if we marry, you'll be doing natural hair. I say, eh, ah, you are not my portion. <laughs> I like both straights. <laughs> you think that it's trivial. People's homes are broken because of things like this. Because you say, he has an issue with the way you dress. Then you marry, you say, don't use makeup again. When he married you, your church, all the men were with me here. 
So he saw you. You will not enter the house. He will not say, don't wear your ring because your ring is the demon Jezebel spirit. You not say, be tying scarf everywhere. Do natural hair. There's nothing wrong with natural hair, but I'm saying that is that something you can live with? Remember, we're talking spiritual compatibility. So don't just say, is a Christian? Are your, are, there are Christians that don't believe in speaking in tongues. So in your own church, you speak in tongues, you will go, you speak, you say, Nibo, from today, in this house, never again, you have entered trouble. You can't be free in the spirit. So spiritual compatibility is not just enough about if the person is born again or not. Check all of these things. Because these are the little lumps that spoils the entire living. Right? Still on the note of Christianity. There are different kinds of Christians or there are different levels. There are baby Christian, there's the carnal Christian, and there's the mature Christian. There are Christians that will tell you, I'm a Christian, but I can change number. In my office, we had zero because that's the way of doing things. There are Christians that tell you it's okay to drink. There are Christians that, that tell you that it's okay to womanize because you cannot be... I'm, another true life story. There's another... Oh, God. This true life. My old job, right? My old job, I was a marketer. So you know when you're a marketer, you get to meet a lot of people. So I had this client that was a... He's not a priest. He's a deacon in this church. And you know, there's just this sense of calm when you meet another Christian. You could just kind of let your guards down. So I was just really nice and playful because ah, it's my Christian brother. Next thing, I saw email. Hotel in France. So, and I called her, ah, are you having conference? Because <laughs> you're not even my boss. You're my client. So, is there a conference in France? And I said, no, um, send me your passport. I just, want you to send, I just want to send you to France for holiday. Eh? Really? I said, he said, no, don't worry. We will not even go together. You will go by yourself. I said, eh, what, what exactly do you want? That the Lord ministered France to you. You saw that I am tired in the spirit. And it's France that is my solution. I said, what is it? I said, you know, I really like you. Ah, Deacon. Unfortunately, it was my job. So that day, I had to go to his office. I think I've shared the story here before. I had to go to his office to pick up a check. As I entered the office like this, he locked the door. So I sat on the chair and I was looking at him and he said, are you not afraid? I said, of what? So you know office chair, now you sit down like this. He came, sat in front of me, put one leg here, put one leg here. I said, I'm looking. He said, you are not afraid? I said, no. He said, you know I can rape you? I said, no. He said, why? I said, I can guarantee your penis will not rise. And if he does, enjoy it because this is the last sex you will ever have in your life. By himself, he removed his leg, opened the door, went back to his chair and sat down. He's a deacon. If I was to tell his wife, she would never believe it. So test values. Test all spirit. Ask God to reveal the person to you. Ah, my time. Let's move from spiritual compatibility because there's still four more. So test all spirit. Now, one more thing on spiritual compatibility. Find out, does this person have a purpose? Why are you getting married? I know Paul gave us one reason. He said, if you cannot keep your body, but that does not determine who you get married to. Do you understand what I mean? What's the purpose? Wait, you see, marriage should be beyond just getting married to gratify yourself sexually. Do you understand? There has to be a purpose for this home. What are you guys working together to achieve? Can you support him to achieve his purpose? But if he does not even know it, how do you know you are the right person for him? Can he support you 
to achieve your purpose. But if you don't even know your purpose, how do you know is the right person for you? There are people that have said their wife will be full of wife, and I've had friends that would take it wholeheartedly. I had a friend when we were in school. As we were studying her, she would say, Miss Oye, don't worry. This is my certificate. It's going to end up under my husband's bed. Because she just wanted to be a full house wife. For somebody else, it's just not possible. I give, let me give another story before I leave this one. So, another person, Abby. So, this one, we also went out for lunch. And as we were there, I was like, oh, then I was in, I just finished school. I was like, oh, I'm looking for a job. We were friends. I always, I have plenty of friends. So, you go out, you know, I say, oh, God, this is not my portion. So, I'm your sister in the Lord. I'm your brother in the Lord. You buy me lunch, I buy you lunch. We are sister, we are brother. No hard feelings. Because all of them were still friends outside. So, this is one of those. So, we went out. And then I said, oh, I'm looking for a job. I was like, oh, I have great opportunities. I'm like, yeah, yeah, great. He was like, oh, that there's this school. That I'm like, ah, I know who study education. I celebrate you. I, I celebrate grace. <laughs> so, I'm like, I'm not, even me, I know how to be a pastor. I know I can't talk like this. I'm like, how? I, I don't want to be talking. I just want to be chilling. He said, no, that, you know, I'm really serious about you. That So when you're a teacher, you know, you'll be closing at 3 o'clock. I don't know if you'll be still close at 3. Then I'll be, was this like maybe 11 years ago or something? He said, so when you close at 3 o'clock, you'll be home before I get there so that by the time I come home, dinner is ready. I said, you get house gay. Oh, my better color, what house gay? Because me is not my portion. A born again Christian. You see the difference, right? You have to check all of this. His purpose was, is, a t- is um, in the educational space. That is his purpose. And I understand that he needs someone to help that purpose. Unfortunately, I am not, because even me, I'm still teaching. Uh, imagine if he's the one I'm in a church. He has closed since first service. He will cook for him. He will cook for himself. Do you understand? So you have to understand the purpose. What's this person's purpose? And then you ask yourself, how can I fit in? I remember Pastor Bimbo of Late Memories used to say that she had this great MD of a bank, you know, asking her out then. But she knew that God had always called her to ministry. So she always just used to tell herself, he's a good guy, born again Christian. But if I marry him, when he's shouting dollar, dollar, I'll be shouting souls, souls. Because your purposes are different. And then you'll be wondering, the Bible says in Amos 3.3, it says, can two walk together except they be agreed? Sometimes that agreed is is, um, translated into being compatible, being in union. So you have to ask yourself, does this know where he's going? It's okay if he does, that's fantastic. Can I support where he's going? Pastor Blessing used to say she, she thanks God for her husband. Because not anybody can marry a blessing. Oh, she can. Today she's in Japan. Tomorrow she's in Syria alone. Next tomorrow she's in Abakaliki. And then you, in your house, your mother used to cook fresh food for your daddy. So that's all that you know. Then she will not come and say, baby, right now I'm at the airport. I'm going to Abakaliki. You say, who is cooking for you? She said, one in the fridge. Put it in the microwave after. You say, I can't eat it. Do you understand the difference? Because these are little things that have broken people's homes. So ensure that, you know, your purposes are aligned. You don't have to have the same purpose, but they have to be aligned. And you have to be able to help each other to achieve that. Um, second compatibility. Hey, the time I've got, Jesus. Second compatibility, emotional. The second most um, um, popular reason why people break up their marriages is for emotional reasons. Your love language is word of affirmation. In, when he was growing up, his father never told him, I love you. 
So he does not know how to give words of affirmation. And then you marry him. You know, I say he doesn't love you. He loves you. You just don't understand that he loves you. Do you understand emotional compatibility? You have to understand how he communicates love and how you receive love and be sure that you are compatible. There's the book on the five love languages. I'm not going to go there today, but you can read on it. But ensure that emotionally, some ladies are okay without words. Like you don't even have to say I love you. It's just, especially African men. The men in the front in 316, please verbalize your affection. Let me tell the guy sitting next to you. There are some guys, if you say I love you, they'll say, mm. You say I love you, they'll say, okay. Uh, they've done it to you, Abby. Yeah, 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 they'll say, thank you. Did I give you a compliment? At least the least you can say is I love you too, or I don't love you. At least let me know where I stand. Not that I love you, thank you. What? Is it a compliment or a gift? So please, communicate your affection. Even God that loves you, put it in the Bible how many times? So be like Jesus. The reason I'm telling the men is most women are very verbal. Except a woman that has been abused, then it will take a lot. Onyiko is a special case. <laughs> so, but the point is, even if you're not a verbal person, there are other ways that you... I, I remember, um, I think it was Banky W and his wife that were sharing their testimony and he said his own love language was um, acts of service. And her love language is quality time. So he will wake up early in the morning, enter the kitchen, prepare breakfast in bed, and bring it to the bed. And she was looking at him like, like, what did you just do? And after he put the baby, now wear cloth and run off. And she's wondering, you don't love me. Because even though you're communicating that you love me in your way, I don't understand it. Right? Let's do something. Everybody... Asaye toi. Okay. Uh. See, our church self have scattered. Even French press is not doing anything. See. Lovevu is stand up. Uh -huh. You see that some people stood up. Some people are confused. They're like this. This is the way they were. See, they are not sure which. Uh -huh. Do you know what I just did? I spoke in a language that you did not understand and you were confused. That's the same way it is with love. Some of you are speaking in a language that your partner does not understand. And you are wondering why she's not responding or he's not responding. You're not speaking his language. Right? So check emotional compatibility. Ensure that you're speaking, that he or she can speak your language. Number three, financial compatibility. Tell your neighbor financial compatibility. Let me add something else. And capacity. Some people, what you should be doing right now is not looking for a boy or a girl. You should be looking for a job. Tell your neighbor job. It's okay. I say once. I did not say you should be echoing it. Calm down. Now, now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that he or she must be rich. But he or she must have something they are doing. Some people can dream for the future. They've not gotten out of their bed. I see myself as a, um, I'll be on Forbes 40, on that 40. I'm going to be, be the CEO of a Fortune 500 company. You, are, you don't even have, 
LinkedIn page. You don't even have certification. You are just dreaming. Say, I have a great future. Uncle starts from somewhere. Or auntie starts from somewhere. Even if your future is being a full housewife, at least go to Ketrin school. Do the full housewife with Jesus. Do you get what I mean? Be excellent at it. Want to be full for It's only Indomie and egg. You know how to cook. So financial compatibility. If you are too spent thrift and you marry, it's only your name that landlord will know. And head of school. And also head of school don't used to collect dream. My husband is, has a great future. I be head of school, they don't used to hear my husband has a great future. Do you get what I mean? So, if you, you know yourself, you, you see, that's why we started last week with you first being the right person. You know that the gift of God on the inside of you is loud, loud spending. The least you can do is get with someone that is frugal. So, what you then do is you now have separate account and joint account. It's called hybrid, right, for married people. So, you have that joint account. You can't collect money without me. And so you're loud, loud. They will beat you outside before you come home. I will not pick your call. Do you get what I mean? So that joint account is where you put the lump sum. Then you now have your personal account. So if you finish it with bone straight and the vendor is calling you out on Instagram, well, the joint you cannot. And then you can ensure that the joint... It's not it's, it's decision. No, some things you can't tie it back because there are people at the back of you too. So be careful. <laughs> Do you understand what I mean? So, if you know yourself that you're not good with money, and let me say this especially for the guys, it's not gender sensitive. I'm the man of the house, but you are bad with money. Anytime you hang out with the boys like this, oh, what you call five naira? What you call wazo? You know. So, why now insist to be the financial head of the family? Just give the money to the person that is better. And say, when I'm going now, just give me like 5,000. <laughs> So, boys, after this, I'm below Lawa. Do you understand what I mean? So, be on, and this goes the same way for both parties. So, understand financial compatibility. Ensure that you are not alike. Now, saying that, if you are also both frugal, you are both a kagom, there will be problem. Because then you will have money and you will still look like any work. So ensure that there is a balance. Hey, she's already looking at me. Time. Financial compatibility. Number four, mental compatibility. Tell your neighbor mental compatibility. Some people are not cerebral. It's not a problem. But if you know that you are attracted to someone, and some people, what you are attracted to is creative. If you like a creative, you now go and marry an engineer, you have problem. I, ha I have two um, guys that I, I do some stuff with during the week, right? The lady is more creative. She likes story. So if you want to, if you want to come to this chair now, she'll first want you to walk around, walk, walk. That's one week has gone on the project, though. You now come to the table. Now, her partner is an engineer. We got on a call yesterday. One hour, assignment complete. Bye-bye, we are done. If it's that other person, one week. We are still going back and forth. Do you understand the difference? So you have to know yourself. If you are trying to be a creative, don't go and marry an engineer. And then you will not be killing him. It's not romantic. How? You are not software. You are not coding. 
No, there's some tech guys that are very romantic. I'm just saying that you have to be sure. Hey, my tech guys in the house. Hallelujah. So be honest with yourself. You, you want him to wake up with Pastor Shobot's kind of voice. Good morning, baby. And then his voice, he really says, it's like, it's like Nazario's voice. His voice is soprano, it's now tenor. You will now be dreaming, you wake up, you'll be dreaming of Pastor Shobot. No. Be honest. You know you want your wife to have a good voice. You go and marry killless person that um, piano will be finding, they can't find. Because it's only in heaven that they have their key. And I say, you can't even sing to me. You can't even sing my Oriquinibo. So be honest with yourself. Cerebral. You are saying something. The person is going, my 12. Do you get what I mean? So be honest. And the truth is that those set of people, they are not bad. Don't get me wrong. It's just that they are not good for... Because another guy would like you telling him about my 12 markets. So they that but what are my body? They know then I so people enjoy those conversations. Just be honest with yourself. It's not bad, it's just you're not aligned. Mental. Mental. You marry, you see, you are not growing, you're not developing yourself. Before she not like school. She came out with third class. They beg her to finish that course. You now say go and do your masters. Ask us how. Do you understand? There are some guys and ladies that cannot, for the love of Christ, bring themselves to do a master's. Then you see her, you're not married, you're not be frustrating her. Go to school, go to school. She's wondering what's your problem. And the same thing applies to guys. There are some guys that after BSc, I ain't lowering water while lower day. Now be saying, my, 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 my friend's husband has PhD. I, I want you to be doctor's neighbor. Mentally be honest with yourself. If all his brain or her brain can catch is HND and you know that your own future is doctor, then you are not good for each other. Do you know the problem? You pick someone that you are not good for two years down the line, you divorce the person, you have created a problem. You know, if we actually believe the scripture that God creates one man for one woman, you know, we have, all of us have scattered the balance. Uh -huh. Because some people have married like three, have been four. So that means they have already married other people's. They will, they will not marry your wife. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh my goodness. Okay, so the last one will be physical compatibility. Tell your neighbor physical compatibility. Calm down, calm down. There are some guys, or some, let me start with the ladies. There are some ladies, you like six pack. But when is your friend? He didn't like gym. As your friend, you don't like it. You don't like to sweat. And at that time, the pack is one. You should know that by the time you cook for him, the pack will be zero, Kondo. It will come out. You will not be saying, you are just, all the guys, when you married her, she looks slim, but not all slim are perpetual slim. Some people are slim in transit. Just look at her mother. If you look at her mother, you can most likely see her future. So you can see her mother is occupied till I come. But you met her when she was 18. She was like me. 
Then when she's 40, she has become like her mother. You are complaining. What were you thinking? Because women are killing themselves trying to do bypass surgery and this surgery and they're dying on the table. Who do you think they're trying to impress? Do you think they're trying to impress themselves? No, let's be honest. All those people that are doing surgery, do you think that they are trying to impress themselves? Half of the time, they are trying to impress you. Let me look at the man beside you say, you men. I don't say be harsh about it, be nice about it. It's okay, it's okay. I say once, calm down. So most of the people that are going to do surgery is because of the guys. And then when you met her, you can see. You like, let's be real, you like big back. But when you meet her, she's like Chinese. Then you will not be complaining. Can't you see your friend? See H.O.D. Abisola now? How? She's my friend. She will not be angry. Hallelujah. My time is almost up. My time is almost up. So check. Life partner, check spiritual, check financial, check mental, check emotional, check physical capacity. Once you check those capabilities, your compatibility, tendencies are, you won't get it wrong. The last choices that you have to make will be your everyday choices. Please open your Bibles with me to Act 1. I will end on this note. Act 1. Um, oh my goodness. Act 1, 21. 21, if you're there before me, we'll read 21 to 26. Yes, Acts 1, 21. Say, wherefore of this men which have accompanied us, accompanied with us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out amongst us. I don't like this KJV, sorry. <laughs> oh, this thou and thou and those. Acts 1. Okay. 22 says, beginning from the baptism of John to the day when he, Jesus, was taken up from us, one of this must become a witness with us of this resurrection. And they proposed to Joseph called Basabas, who was surnamed Justus and Matthias. And they prayed and said, you, O Lord, who know the hearts of all, show which of these two you have chosen to take part in this ministry and apostleship from which Judas by transgression fell, that he might go to his own place. And they cast their lots, and the lot fell on Matthias, and he was numbered amongst the eleven. Do you know why I'm reading this translation, why I'm reading this particular verse? Everyday decisions. So the disciples came and said, Judas had fallen, right? And they said, the Bible says, let his place not be desolate. And they decided to choose something. I found an interesting dynamic there. They prayed and said, God, lead us. Did they wait for the leading? No. After they said, God, lead us, then they went by themselves to play Babai Jebu on the option. And they ended up with Matthias. Do you know that this is the last time Matthias was heard of in scriptures? I went to do a research. In the New Testament, you don't hear of Matthias after this incident. And I was thinking to myself, could it be that while they were casting lot for Matthias, God was focusing on Paul to Saul? Because the only person that God or Jesus added to this apostleship was Paul. So just maybe it wasn't supposed to be Matthias. It was supposed to be Paul. Everyday decisions. You cannot box God to picking from your candidates sometimes. So you go to God and you have your list. Let's do relationship, for example. You go to God and you say, Nazario Obumi, 
But the person God wants to give you is Shegun. <laughs> but you are looking at Nazario or Bumi. So don't try to box God in your everyday life. The Bible says in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. You cannot ask him to direct and choose to be directed by yourself or choose how he will direct you. So they went to God and say, God, who should it be? But they didn't wait for the answer. Tell your neighbor, be patient. Be willing to wait. Hey, the time at the back has been dis disappointing me. Apparently, my time is up. So be willing to wait. So they did not wait for the answer. So when you go to God in your everyday decisions, remember what is important is that you acknowledge him in everyday decisions. I remember a testimony of a guy that was going for an interview. And he said he woke up that morning and he said, God, what shirt should I wear? And the Holy Spirit said, wear pink shirt. Who wears pink shirt to an interview? Job interview. He said he wore that pink shirt. He got into the interview and the HR interviewer was wearing the same pink shirt he was wearing. So he sat down and he said, where did you buy your own pink shirt? I bought my own from Abba Market. Ah, you bought your own from Bissolab store. Ah, okay, it's fine, it's fine. That was all they talk about, talked about at that interview and he got the job. Imagine if he was not obedient to the leading of the Lord. Or if he had gone to God and said, God, white or blue? Because when you go to God and you say white or blue, God is saying pink, you will not hear it. You say God is not speaking. You're not listening. So let's not be like the disciples. And there are some seats that should be left empty until God decides to fill it. Don't be in a hurry to fill every empty vacuum. Some people cannot be single for the love of God. It's okay to have empty moments, empty time that you are not, you are not dating anybody. You are just you and Jesus. It's okay to have those moments where they would ask you, what are you doing with your life? And you would say, I don't know right now. It's not a bad thing. It's okay to be in transition. The disciples were put under pressure by themselves to fill every gap because it had been prophesied. But the thing is that sometimes prophecy does not tell you the process. And the prophecy does not trump the process. My time is up. So stay with God. Be patient. Don't limit God to your candidate. Sometimes it's not either or. Sometimes you allow God the freedom to decide what you will do part-time. I pray that God will help us as we make our daily choices. Thank you for listening to this message. For more information, please visit www.vchurch316.org. God bless you.